12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Stories welcomes you to Otherworld Seattle, a story-heavy, rules-light, Call of Cthulhu actual play. And now, our keeper, Wes Otis. Welcome to Otherworld Seattle, episode number 14. I have some great players with me. Let's start with Jay. Hello, Jay here, playing Sean Charles, who turns out to be a very good driver. Hello, I am Pooja, and I'm playing Mira Rao, who is in more than one spot of trouble. Hello, I'm Saint, and I've been playing Bailey Wolf, who is now trigger happy. Howdy, I'm Mac, and I am playing Cecil Mulgrove. Or am I? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> hey, I'm Michelle Otis and I'm playing Maribel Ochoa. And now that she knows certain things aren't human, she's shooting to kill. Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now on with the show. All right, so that brings us to our recap. Last week, it was quite interesting. We had a motorcycle versus family station wagon chase where Mirabelle, Bailey, and Sean with Freedom Wave's wife, Sally, shooting at the motorcycle gang, the Night Gaunts, you were able to get rid of all three of them. And you also learned that they don't seem to be human because one of them got up after slamming into a tree quite hard that would have at least knocked out a normal human being. But he got up and he started trying to get his bike to work again. But you lost them and you were able to make it to Freedom's local farm where he produces some mighty good weed. On the other side, we had Cecil and Mira who were going into the tunnels to track down Shannon after Cecil had a vision that Shannon was in trouble. This turned into finding out that Cecil has been possessed by Shannon, and Shannon is trying to use Mira as a possible vessel for her girlfriend from the 1920s, Betty. But due to incredible luck, Mira was able to get away, even though that she went and talked with the three detectives or whoever they were and found out real quick that they wanted to sacrifice her too. So now she has three, yes, three different dangers that seem to be culminating around her. Three, three different dangers. <laughs> <laughs> Cecil, after waiting a little bit, was able to steal the detective's car and drove it back to the mortuary. And I'm going to say that that happened while Mira was running for her life. And Mira is now outside. She has the key to her car, but she's like 
blocks away from it because she went a different route to get out of the tunnel. And that's the recap. We're gonna start with Cecil at the mortuary. It is getting later at this point. You know, you probably have like four hours until dark. What do you wanna do? You're in the parking lot. What's the plan? Oh, there's not a plan. <laughs> I think it would be call it would be a little nice of you to be calling it a plan. I'm going to go inside and just like breathlessly just kind of start talking to Mira's parents that Mira is in trouble basically. Okay. You walk into the mortuary and her mother comes out. Her dad's usually always downstairs working on new clients and she comes out and she's so Cecil, what's, uh, where's Mira? The, you, what's going on? I just, I, uh, it's a lot to explain right now. Um, but, um, we should go. Um, I, I know, I know he's working. Slow down, me. slow, slow down. What's, what, what happened? I, I, I'd rather tell, tell both of you at the same time if we could go downstairs real quick. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to let her lead the way. And I'm assuming downstairs has only got one entrance. Yes. I'm going to let her lead the way. I'm going to close the door behind her and bar the door. Okay. Basically block the door. Any way that I can. I don't know how the handles are or what's around, but... I'm going to say that that's easy enough. There's probably a lock on it or whatever to keep people from wandering down there during funeral services and whatever. So yeah, you can close the door and lock it behind you. Cool. I'm basically going to hold them hostage and wait for Mira to come back. You slam the door and you can lock it. And yeah, you hear her beating on the door. Cecil, what's going on? Why? Why'd you lock the door? Let us out. Shut up. It's useless. I only care about your daughter right now. <laughs> what happened to our daughter? Where is she? Cecil. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mira, you have caught your breath. What do you want to do? I'm going to go around and try to get to the car uh, because there is no other place. I can't go back in there with, you know, Shannon's evil ex. Makes complete sense. So you make your way around. It takes you a little bit. And when you get back, there's three people, the ones that you met in the tunnel, walking around your car, looking very angry as if their car had been stolen. Great. <laughs> Is there any way for me to make a distraction? They're really involved with something inside. Yeah. Something bad if they're willing to kill you and sacrifice mm -hmm. you to it. True. And I have a lighter because I smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set fire to the something in that tunnel. <laughs> I'm going to try to sneak back and like set a fire at the entrance to the tunnel to distract them. Let's start with the stealth roll because <laughs> they're looking around for their missing car. Which means they're not at the entrance. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> They're just, oh my goodness, I'm really glad that I have such a high stealth. I rolled a 48 under my 50. Oh. So you get back to the mouth of the cave and you hear, it's almost dark. Get in line. Oh, I'm in line. I'm ahead of everyone. Which which person is this? And I'm going to say that. I'm going to be like, oh, is this a Rakshasa? Is this the evil X? Is this another one of the freaking cultists? Because... Apparently, everyone wants to kill me some way or another. <laughs> Don't be so stressed. Meat doesn't taste too good when it's overstressed. Then you shouldn't have murdered my neighbor. I got hungry. You know what you could snack on? What? Is there's a very tasty spirit in those tunnels right now. Hmm. Well, maybe. Full of hopes and dreams and love. Make a persuasion roll for me. 
<laughs> Why is it always persuasion? Why did I put all those points in intimidate? <laughs> I love you, Dice. I will love you forever. I rolled a 22 under my 23. All right. Well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am literally using up every ounce of good l- rolls in these two games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to like This is going to turn so bad on you, Pooja. It's going to turn so turns, It is going to be like. Turn hard. Yeah. yeah. He goes, well, I'll go have to see for myself. So the demon leaves. And you know you have, like, maybe four, three or four hours before the sun goes down. What is this distraction that you want to make? I'm assuming, like, it's Seattle, Pacific Northwest. Everything's kind of wet, which means that if I'm able to start a fire, it'll be really smoky. So I'm going to try to start a fire that is very smoky to get their attention and use that distraction to get to the car. Fire isn't hard to start because it's old timbers and stuff, even though they might be a little a little damp towards the front. They're still relatively old. I'm gonna want another stealth roll to get away from the entrance after you after you light it. Okay. 18. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, if you were in Vegas, I'd say leave the tables now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, I, want to, I want to leave now. I want to leave now. <laughs> you sneak over and all this smoke starts to billow up and you see the officers and the other person turn and they start running towards where the fire is. This is your chance. You are going to make a luck roll to see if you can get in the car. Actually, stealth. Roll a stealth roll for me again since we've been Could doing it stealth be a this luck? Time. Could it just be a luck roll? <laughs> I think you're, stealth- you're stealthing over there. Let's do that. Nope, there it goes. <laughs> What'd you get? A 70 over my 50. Ooh. So even if it was a luck roll, you would have failed it. Yeah. Yeah. Now when I would have failed by two. <laughs> now, do you want to spend some of that luck you have and make the roll? I'm not spending 20 points on my luck now. Are you sure? Here's the thing: is that I think at that first moment, like my nerve breaks, and I'm like, I'm gonna sneak. I'm gonna sneak back to the car. I finally like, it's like, no, no more sneaking. This is this is the point where like I just make a break for it. I'm like, at the first noise, like I step on a stick, it might not even be that loud. It doesn't matter. That was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. So I want to make a resolve check for you. I feel like this is a good time for a resolve check. So give me a roll. Go back to how good you were before. They listened and I got a five. Okay, so you're still in control. You want to just get the fuck out of there. You make this sound. They turn around. They're running towards the car. You get in the car. You're fumbling through. Where did you keep the key? In my pocket. In your pocket. So you're, you're getting in your pocket. They're running towards you. I am going to roll their decks. What's your drive? 52. Okay. All right. So roll against your drive. The betrayal was here. 94. <laughs> Oh, out. So they're running towards the car. You take the key out. You put it in and for some reason just have this adrenaline shake and the key drops to the floor and you're trying to pick it up and we're going to flip over to the other people. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sean... Bailey and Maribel, you are at a 
hidden location. There are large trees all around hiding this farm that has plants all about that are hidden from helicopters and whatnot. I believe in the 90s, they were pretty persistent about trying to bust farms back then. So this place is really well hidden and they have guards and they have people on motorbikes and whatever. You get into the main house and Sally goes, thank you so much. Jesus Christ, that was uh, that was a lot. And, and Sean, you did great. I really appreciate it. I, oh, would any of you like a drink? Whiskey, something? Yeah. Yeah, I think I need a drink. Yeah, I think we all kind of need one. Yeah, maybe just a little. (laughs) She lines up some shot glasses and pours out some good stuff. And then she disappears for a second and comes back and says, look here, I appreciate everything you all did. And uh, I wanted to give you this. And she hands you each 500 bucks, just stack of Benjamins as they were. I really appreciate it. I'm... I'm really worried about freedom. I hope that he knows what he's doing. He's going to try to get down to the Portland location. But we figured if we split up, it might be a better thing, you know? I get it. I get it. But they are certainly looking for him. He's got to try to find some other muscle to get them off his back. Like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Do you know how he got involved with these guys? They sell for him, you know? They come by, they buy bunch of weed and then go out and sell it along the routes that they go on. They, they move product for us. Everything was fine until a couple of months ago when they started getting inquisitive about where all of our farms were. We do everything out of second locations, so no one knows where the farms are. Do they always have those weird faceless helmet things? No, that's a new thing. When did that start? About the same time they start getting antsy about where we're at, to be honest. Was there like a point guy or... Yeah, do they have like a hangout? Well, yeah, or even something like that. There was one guy called 8-Ball. He was our contact. I spoke to him just a few days ago, and he said he was going to come up and pick up some stuff from Freedom, but I haven't heard from him since. Hmm. And you've always seen his face... Yeah, I mean, I know what he looks like. He's one of those, like, I'm 27, but I look like I'm 52 because I've been on the road for so long and, mm-hmm. you know, scars and... Right. But nice guy, decent smile, so probably their most charismatic person. If we wanted to find him, where do you think you would look? She goes, it's probably the biker bar. It's not far out of town. It's near where that Squatcher bar is. Oh, got it. Around that location, near the parks. Got it. Right, right. Okay. Look, if you're going to look into this, which, I mean, you don't have to, but of course we'd appreciate it, just really be careful. Like, obviously there's a lot going on, but if you are able to help us, there's more where that money came from. I mean, we certainly, I mean, listen, obviously I owe freedom a lot. I care about the both of you. I would rather not have possibly zombie bikers kill you. So maybe it'll be worth taking a look at the biker bar. And maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe we just drop a dime to the cops. Done the right way, yeah. I think that'd work. Yeah. And I appreciate it, Sean. I really do. I I know that this isn't your all's fight, and I appreciate you helping out because we just want to sell weed and watch old movies and have a good time. I'm not in it for all the extra stuff that seems to be going on nowadays. You and me both, let me tell you. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'll get the sort of directions to where where the biker bar is. Okay. Yeah, she gives you all the directions, all the information. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about with her before you head out? I got nothing. Michelle, nothing? I can't think of anything. Do we need an idea roll or something? (laughs) (laughs) An idea roll? A spot hidden? (laughs) I mean, at this point, getting information is what you have to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Now, remind me, when we left... Amira and Cecil. I'm trying to remember what we knew about what Mira and Cecil were up to. Actually, no, you don't know. You think that they're at the mortuary. Yeah, because we said we were going to stick behind and help out her parents. All right, cool. Well, then that's a where we're going. Okay. Right? Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Cool. Before we go to the biker bar. We may not make it before dark, but at least as close to it as we can. Oh, yep. right. <laughs> I have a plan. All right, so let's jump inside of Cecil's mind into the mind palace where Bacon and the real Cecil are having a conversation that has become basically a hacker, conspiracy theory, bong-hitting, gobbledygook of a conversation. (laughs) Just really hard to follow where Bacon's trying to explain that he's not real, but that he is some kind of gut feeling and Cecil keeps asking for schematics and it just, it keeps going round and round. And then suddenly, Cecil, you hear kind of echoing through the chambers of this thought palace of yours. You hear the sound of Mira's mother and there's something about the pitch and the tone of it that kind of slices through everything else going on. And you can tell that Mira's mom is not happy about something and that there is a lot of banging going on. And you realize that you might be able to use this distraction because obviously Shannon is distracted, kind of dealing with the fact that Mira's mom is trying to force her way through that door to possibly regain control. So, <laughs> what is your power? Uh, 60. All right. I gave you numbers for... Oh, yeah. Uh, power... <laughs> you want the power for Shannon? Yeah, it's pretty 90, high. 93. Okay, yeah. Mm. I think. Wow. All right, so go ahead and roll your power, and I'll roll Shannon's. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, Dice. Mm. I got a 67 over 60. <laughs> wow. wow. So you uh, luck? What about spending luck? But that, what, what fun is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the roll of the dice here. <laughs> so you slam your body against one of the portals to try to open up your mind and take back control. But it's like hitting steel. I rolled a 60 myself, which is well below the 93. And she has a great amount of control over you. And Bacon goes, well, there's got to be a better way to get you out of here. Well, I'm open to suggestion. (sighs) We've got to find a way to maybe distract her somehow. With, I mean. We're in her brain, right? We, We Maybe we can throw weird things out to make her confused. I mean, I definitely could you know, talk, talk her to craziness with 
everything that I know. Most people can't handle the truth. I'm sure she's no different. Maybe if we started talking about all of the different things that are going on in the government at a pretty good clip. I mean, there's enough there that we could talk pretty incessantly about it. I'm all for that gut feeling bacon. Like the lizard people that are trying to take over or have taken over the government or the fact that apple pie is actually conductors that when you eat it, they're able to track you and all of the different stuff. Oh, no, no. The apple pie has been debunked. It was cherry pie. Oh, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, Apple's not a good conductor. Cherry's a little bit better for that. But I mean, I digress. Uh, Although this is probably what we were trying to do in the first place is talk about these things, right? Right. Well, I mean, the fact that the cherries are circles and small, the resonance of the signal goes a lot farther. Well, and also they implant the pits, you know, so. True, true. And implanted pits are very, very hard to overcome. It's very difficult. Yeah, they're just the pits. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet, you. So you fall into this just inane jabber of different conspiracy theory. At one point, one of you says vampire baby, and you're trying to, like, make a distraction in the mind of Shannon as she's trying to hold down the fort. On the outside, you hear her mom banging on the door, and... Make a idea roll for me. What is that against? That's just your intelligence. My intelligence? All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What the fuck, Dice? I got a hundred. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no ideas for you. I, Why? I, I, don't, I, I have been so just, I'm so in my jibber jabber that I can't even have an idea outside of it apparently so this is actually shannon rolling the idea roll just so we're clear so it's not necessarily a bad thing for the rest of you yeah yeah no i totally get it so shannon is listening and suddenly out of nowhere shannon goes look there were no clones of stalin in 1953 i don't care what any of you say it did not happen (laughs) you don't fucking know that you're dead Not for long. I've got your body, and as soon as I unsponge you, I'll be free. And then, once we get Mira to Betty, the two of us can live out our days until we take over another couple of people. What the... I mean, like, did you just, like, rip off the Chucky series here? I mean, what's going on? I mean, honestly, I don't understand. The Chucky... The Chucky series? I don't know. Oh, you know about Stalin, but you don't know about the Chucky series. Come on now. I haven't seen a movie since John Wayne. Okay, well, let me tell you about all the movies that I liked and everything that's absolutely wrong with them with the science. Okay, cool. So downstairs, unbeknownst to either Cecil or Shannon, there is a phone downstairs because of course there is. It's the prep room for funerals, so... It's not really a shock. Mira's father is on the phone with the actual police saying that they've been barricaded downstairs while his wife makes a distraction to keep Cecil from doing anything else Why the cops have a chance to get there. So there's a hundred for you. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. But yeah, no, it makes total sense that they'd have a phone downstairs and that Shannon would not think of that because who has a phone in every room? Yeah, I mean, are they rich? That's rich people stuff right there. (laughs) 
That's like having a radio in more than one room. Oh, Why honey, nobody has two TVs. Yeah, no one has two TVs. <laughs> so. <laughs> What's a rerun? Yeah, exactly. You mean I can watch it again and again? <laughs> Mira, you've dropped this key and you're f- trying very hard to find the key underneath you. And you hear the police start to bang on the door and on the window. And you start to smell ash and fire. And the entire inside of the car suddenly becomes dark with ash really quick. And you start to choke a little bit. And then suddenly the ash starts to form next to you into a form of a person. And uh, it is a woman. She is completely covered in ash. She has a necklace of fingers and a black silk dress on. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were in a close space. How are you? Are you Mira? I'm your appointed representative. (laughs) Chetna. Okay. Chetna. Great. Yes. I'm Mira. Nice to meet you. We need to get out of here. We need to get out. Oh, are these people outside slamming on the doors are not good. I'm taking it. All right. No, no, Um, they are the latest on a long line of people who apparently want to murder me for ritualistic purposes. Well. Help me find the keys. All right. All right. I... Key, key. All right. All right. Here. I, is this it? And she pulls the key up. Yes, yes, yes. I take the key. Let's get out of there. We can talk all the way. Oh, talk all the way. Talk all the way. You, you drive away and she goes, I've been looking all over for you. You don't stay in one place very long, do you? No, too many people trying to kill me. I say people. That's the loosest interpretation of the word. No, I, I get it. I understand. So where are we headed? Back to my parents' house. I mean, is are you sure you want to take the 300-year-old spirit back to your parents' house? Wouldn't be the first time. Okay. I mean, not 300 years. Just like 70 years. I hope she's okay. Mm, this is going to be a much harder case than I thought. I mean, where else would we go? Because the Rakshasa has already been to my apartment and murdered my neighbor. The tunnel has a ghost who, if I'm not mistaken, is very jealous of me and wants to either murder me or get inside my brain. Okay. And those guys who were beating on the car said something about a sacrifice. And wine. It was a sacrifice and wine. Yeah, that's... I can only help you with one of those things, (laughs) unfortunately. Which one? Well, the Rakshasa. In which case, definitely my parents' house, because that's where my friends are. Okay. Well, yes, let's go. We can do a blessing of some sort and figure out a way to get rid of them. All the different sides are talking as we speak, and we should have a decision really soon on how they're going to move forward. So let's head back over to your parents then. I didn't realize this was an enclosed space. (laughs) Yeah, with the... I mean, what's up with the ash anyway? I was cremated. I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, so that's when I take form, my body is this. That actually makes a lot of sense. Sorry. It's been a hard day. I understand completely. You are going to your mom's, and the other three, you all are heading towards the mortuary as well, right? Yes, yes. When the three of you get there, you see a police car pulling up to the front. They've got on their lights. Mm. They're getting out. You see them heading towards the mortuary. Cecil... You turn around and suddenly see, after arguing with the actual Cecil in your mind, 
that there are cops knocking on the door and trying to open up the door saying, let us in. We know that you're holding hostages. Let us in, that kind of thing. They are obviously not negotiators. Thinking, pondering, pondering. While you're pondering, the other three, do you just watch or what do you want to do? I don't know what to do. I mean, the police are there. It's like- going to hang back and wait until see what happens? I think so. I think we'll just sit in this car here and be inconspicuous and see what's going on. Right. Okay. A a few moments later, just literally a few seconds later, you see another car drive up and park opposite of you. And you see Mira in the driver's seat and then this ghostly figure in the seat next to her. And you're both staring at each other and looking over at the police knocking on the door. Mac, what were you going to do? Cheese it, it's the cops. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to run? Yeah, I'm going to head for a back door and try and, like, get out of there and, like, you know, circle around the place, piss off from there. Okay, so you run out the back right as the cops are breaking down the door. Just give me a stealth roll to see if you can avoid being seen. Yeah, well... Hey, Dice, would you like to stop being assholes? <laughs> I got a 21. Hey. Okay. 21 under my 40, so. So you run out the back. Max Shannon's able to disappear. And for the rest of you, you watch as another car shows up. Mira's mom comes out onto the porch and is talking with the police officers. For my four people in the cars across the street, what are you guys doing? Do you stay there for until it's all over? Or do you leave? Looking at Mira. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. I am going to drive over and park right next to you. Mm-hmm. Cecil's really weird right now. Okay. Uh, this is my advocate, Chetna. Hi. It's nice to meet you all. Hi, Chetna. Nice to meet you. Hi, Chetna. Hello. And... So I've kind of been seeing this ghost named Shannon and Shannon's got a girlfriend named Betty who's been trapped in the tunnels and I think she wants to kill me. You think Betty wants to kill you or Shannon? Betty. So wait, you were seeing a ghost? Yeah. Like seeing, seeing? Also, this is by Advocate Chetna. Hi, everybody. Oh, also, there are some detectives, maybe, from the police force and some other people who want who are performing human sacrifice in the tunnels also. Oh, wow. That okay. That that was a lot. That was all But it's okay. Betty, uh, I think the Betty thing is fine because I convinced the Rakshasa to go eat her. Maybe. Okay. <sighs> Bailey is just breathing. <laughs> Chedna goes, wow, this is, um, this is a lot. It's, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, you, had a, you had a very eventful afternoon. House freedom. Oh, that's a whole other story. Um, Yeah. We we don't know if Freedom's okay, but we do know his wife is. We got her somewhere safe. We encountered a motorcycle gang on the way. They are zombies. Mm -hmm. Not human. Yep. Zombies, definitely. Probably zombies. I'll put my money on that. Yeah, probably zombies. Because, man, it was... uh, it, it was some scary stuff. Yeah, yep. Maribel and Bailey and Sally shot at them, and then they didn't die when they should have. So that was no fun. Kind of readjusted his head. Yeah, it was not cool. And they're called the Night Gaunts. So, yeah. like, yeah, we should have seen that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not something we would have seen coming now. I think with our previous experience, it is something we should have seen coming. So wait, was Cecil inside? I, 
I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen her since she attempted to slam me into the wall when we met Shadow's ghost girlfriend. X? Maybe you should talk to your mom? Yeah, we should probably go inside. I don't know about Chetna, though. What with all of the ash? Can you stay here for a minute? Yeah, sure. Be right back. Okay, okay um, be careful. Just look at her, like, dead in the eyes. Like... <laughs> And I, I go to Chet and I go, yeah, her parents don't know anything about the whole supernatural stuff being real. And Oh, it can be difficult. I am not going back in there alone. And you have a ghost girlfriend? I, t- I took 10 steps away and like turned around. <laughs> it's like, one of you at least is coming with me. You just going to go talk to your mom? Yeah, I'm, we're, I'm the, going in with you. Okay. I want to know what just happened here. I just feel like it would be rude to leave Chetna by herself out here, so I'm going to chit-chat with her. Oh, I'm fine. Do you want to... Chit-chat oh, you're with gonna... Chetna. All right. <laughs> that, that sounds good. should start a podcast. Mac, Shannon has run out of the back door. You have made your stealth roll, so you can either hold up somewhere and watch, or you can leave. What do you want to do? I think I'm going to observe for a bit before making another move. All right. So you sit there and now my final question is, is do you wait for the other four people? Do you all wait for the cops to leave and then go up or do you go up while? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Mm -mm. I learned my lesson about trusting the cops in the tunnels. Okay. Shannon, you see the cops leave and a few moments later, you see Mirabelle, Bailey, Sean, and Mira heading towards the front door to go into the mortuary. So the cops are now gone, and all of your host friends are <laughs> now in the mortuary. Friends, targets, targets, friends. Hard <laughs> targets. <laughs> hmm, gosh. I think that Shannon is smart enough to know that just going in there's going to be a big boo-boo. On her part, I think she's going to change course a little bit. As much as she loves Mira as a potential host, and that would make her very happy. She's not the only potential host in the world. (laughs) Are you thinking random person? Yeah, I was trying to think back if there was anybody in particular in our wanderings that might have been interesting, but nobody is springing to mind immediately. No, I feel like most of the other people we met have been gods. And there's been a lot of gods going on. I got one for you. Oh. Madam Peaches. Oh, our old, yes. She was a psychic that went with you into the... uh, That's right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wes pulls one out for a Uh, (laughs) two-pointer. Do we know how to contact her? her? Yeah. Yeah, that info's going to be, I mean, like, Shannon's going to be plunging into Cecil's brain, looking, Mm -hmm. flipping through the Rolodex. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you could totally find Madam Peaches. That's not going to be a problem. Well, so you uh, you head out to start to make your way to a phone to find Madam Peaches. And let's flip on inside to the mortuary. The door has been opened and Mira's mother and father are sitting there talking. And once the door opens, Mira's parents turn around and go, where the hell have you all been? We were just locked in the morgue by your friend Cecil and had to call the police. What? Wait, are you sure it was Cecil? Shit. I'm pretty sure it was Cecil. That's that's pretty sure. 100% sure. Did she say anything about why she would do that? 
No, she said that she wanted to, that there was some accident with Mira. And of course, with all the accident Mira has been in lately, we obviously believed her. Mm -hmm. And now, Mira, what is going on? Truth, don't lie. Don't give me I'm an adult because obviously. Okay, truth, truth. Truth. Cecil said one of our friends was in trouble in the tunnel, so we went to the tunnels. Okay. Then we got separated and uh, I got lost in the tunnels because they were dark. And I came back out and I went to the car. Cecil wasn't there and I came back here. And you were by yourself. Well, there were no other people with me. So where were the three of you then? Well, we were running an errand for my boss from the, the video store. Yeah. And our plan was to meet here. Yeah, we were just coming back to meet you all. So we don't, this is all news to us. Is Cecil on drugs? Maybe. It's possible. It's quite possible. It is definitely yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, she's had some girl. troubles in the past, and she did just lose a really good friend of hers not long ago. That's true. She locked you in the basement. Yes, locked us in our own, <laughs> our own morgue. Not realizing that, the, of course, there's a phone down there because why wouldn't but also, there be? I mean, I've been telling you it's a fire hazard not to have a matching lock on the other side of that door for years. And it's not just me because Didi has been saying the same thing and you haven't listened to her and you haven't listened to me. Well, why should we start listening to you if you're never going to listen to us? Because we aren't the ones who got locked in the basement. I think we're getting sidetracked yeah. here. Um, yeah. I think we need to focus on why the heck Cecil would have done this. And where did Cecil go? Yeah, where did she go? When they, the cops let us out of the downstairs, she was gone. So we figured she probably went out the back way. Are the cops still looking for her? Yeah, cops are looking for her now. They put out a, a call over the city and they're going to try to find her. You know, uh, your friends have never acted like this. Are you sure you're not editing the truth you're telling me, Mira? I'm as surprised as anyone that Cecil would do this. I'm going to roll her bullshit meter. <laughs> <laughs> All moms have a bullshit detector. I mean, she's not lying. I mean, technically, yeah. this is the most truthful I've been with her in the entire campaign. True. <laughs> and I also rolled terribly. <laughs> Look, Mama, I don't know what's going on. Well, it's obviously not safe for any of you out there. And I think the best thing right now is for all of you to stay here and let's wait for the police to do their jobs. They're out there looking for both of you so we can call and let them know that you've come back and that they just need to find Cecil and we will get this all figured out. Okay? That sounds fine to me. You all should go lie down. You've had a very stressful day, so you should lie down and we'll just make ourselves some coffee or sandwiches or something and we'll, we're fine. We can also make you some coffee or sandwiches. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's that's that's no, no, that's fine. Mir's dad hasn't said anything. He hasn't said anything this whole campaign. Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, no, they had a conversation, but he's mainly been kind of in the background. Yep, sure. Mir's dad walks over to you, Mira, and says, you know, at some point, you're going to have to ta start taking real responsibility for your life. And then he walks away. Too real. Too, Too real. real. <laughs> Except you didn't say responsibility. <laughs> so he walks away. And I am just, you know what? No, I'm defeated in this moment. <laughs> at least I didn't get murdered. 
True, you made it back home and yeah. They go into a separate room. You're all in a different room. It's a huge, obviously a huge building. And talk amongst yourself. We should get Chetna. We should talk to Chetna. Maybe out back? I mean, my parents will be in their room. Like, they go to sleep and they sleep like the dead. No pun intended. <laughs> but Bring her I in mean, here and like, let's, let's, let's figure it out. Does she leave, like, residue? No. <laughs> no, that's at this point, that's her. Those are the particles of her body. So as so mm-hmm. long as she's corporeal, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, okay. no, she she pulls those those all together to make herself. So she doesn't leave a residue. One of you goes out and gets Chetna to come to the back so that you can talk kind of away from everybody else. She goes, OK, so we only have a couple hours, two hours till dark. And you think that it's possible that this Rakshasa has probably feasted on your girlfriend's ex. This is a lot. I mean, I don't know. I was just really trying. Like, it was a very tense moment. And I was... Right. You don't know whether or not it went through. Mm-hmm. I just know that it left, which was primary goal number one achieved. I mean, it would be a plus, honestly, at this point. Now, Chetna. Yes? You were here to destroy the Rakshasa, right? That's that's the whole... That's what you're here for. I'm here to protect Mira, yes. From any outside force that is coming after her due to her interactions with Michael. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That's but not the question about, I asked. I though. mean, there are three other people here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're all here and you're in my vicinity, I will obviously going to protect you as well. But the reason I was sent here was to make sure that nothing happens to her until they come to a decision. Got it. And once they come to a decision, the Rakshasa is done and we can move on to whatever happens next. Hopefully, yes. These things, uh, courts are difficult to know how things are going to end out, how negotiations go. This demon doesn't have any right to do anything, so we're going to try to get rid of it as quickly as possible. I think having you all in one's place is probably the safest thing that we can do right now. Yeah, no, reasonable. And there's nothing you can do about our friend Cecil to try to make her act normal again. Not without her being here. Okay. You don't want me to leave, obviously. No, no, no. no, no nobody's no, leaving. No, 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 no. We are all staying here until at least the Rakshasa part is done. So unfortunately, you know, uh, yeah, we can handle that part. But unless we want to all leave and try to go hunt her down. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. 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 We're all staying here. Not at here. night. Not nope. at night. It's been a long day. Okay. I'm glad you're all there for me. <laughs> I see where my standing is. Cecil, you're on the list. You're just like number two. Yeah. Honestly, all I know so far is you attempted to murder me in the uh, underground tunnels. And then you kidnapped my parents. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, nighttime is when the Rakshasa comes out. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we might wait till daylight. Yeah, that feels a little, a little bit more eminent. All right. So we're going to flip back over to Mac Shannon, Shannon, you have basically raided the Rolodex of Cecil's mind and found Madam Peach's phone number. Madam Peaches is a retired stripper who had become a psychic. She's about 31 years old. And just to remind the audience, because it's been a while since she's been on, you are able to call her up. She answers the phone and goes, hello. 
Hi, it's Cecil. Do you remember me? Oh, Cecil, yes, I remember you. How are you? Oh, I just... Uh, things have just been so crazy lately, and I just... I thought maybe your services could be of some use to, to me and my friend. Oh, oh, yeah, I loved working with you all. I mean, it got a little scary there, but it was fun. Is there another ghost? There is. There is, and, uh, you know, it's... It's very confusing. There's a lot to go over. There's a lot of details. Um, can I fill you in in person? Sure. Where do you want to meet? So, and I'm going to, like, drop, like, where that cave entrance is. Okay, are we doing a show tonight? Is there going to be camera crew there and everything, or...? Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, honestly, like, our first show did surprisingly well, and we've actually been able to upgrade since then. Oh, well, that all sounds great. Um... Sure, I'll, uh, I'll meet you there, and we can, uh, uh, I should do full makeup, right? Oh, absolutely. You want to look your absolute best. Excellent. Oh, okay. The cameras will love you. Excellent. Thank you so much for calling me again. I, I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'll meet you down there. Awesome. Well, I will see you there. She hangs up the phone, and that is where we are going to stop this episode. Oh, Thank you all so much for oh. playing. Wow, wow, wow. I just want to be on the record of having been suspicious of Shannon, even though I didn't know about her <laughs> from <Yeah>. Jump. <laughs> Some of us just want to be loved, okay? By evil ghosts. Didn't know she was evil. Didn't know yes. she was evil. She was quite nice to me. I'm yes. sad the cats didn't pick up on it. Hmm. I'm, I feel really the most betrayed by, by Osiris and Isis here. Yes. <laughs> Some people are good enough to fool the cats, though. Some people are good enough. Yeah, well, let me let me tell you something. I would like to point out, Mira never took a look into anything at all about what Shannon was saying. You didn't look into it at all. That's no, all I'm going to say. No, of course, because I trusted her and <laughs> this burgeoning feelings that we have for each other. Oh, man. <laughs> Infatuation blinds us to a lot. <laughs> Very true. true. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that from personal experience or anything. Oh, wait. <laughs> New relationship energy can kill anyone. <laughs> so let's say thank you all so much. It was a lot of fun. And I hope you enjoyed it, too. Let's find out where all these wonderful people are. This time, let's start with Michelle. Hey, I'm Michelle Otis. You can find me on Twitter at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects through Plate Mail Games on DriveThruRPG or subscribe to the whole catalog through BattleBards. Hey, all I have been and will continue to be Mac Beauvais, potentially also other people. Uh, if you <laughs> want to find out about myself and those other people, please find me online as at Strange Like That, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebooks, and my website. Hello, I'm Saint or Saint Spider, and uh, you could find me on Twitter, just chatting it up uh, at Saint Spider TV. Uh, that's S A I N T S P I D E R T V. Thanks. Hello, I am Pooja, and you can find me on Twitter at LADC Girl. That's L A D E S I Girl. And pretty much all the other socials is Forgotten Saves. If you want to hear me play more RPGs, more and less successfully, you can find me on Happy Jack's RPG. It's probably OK's Twitch channel and occasionally Utopia. Hey, y'all. Jay Holtham here. You can find me on the old social places at Jay Holtham, um, wherever you do those social things on your onlines. Uh, and you can also find me playing 
playing games sometimes with Happy Jacks RPG and on its probably okay's Twitch channel. And I am Wes Otis. Uh, you can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter. You can also find the show on Twitter at 12 Sided Stories, the number 12, and then Sided Stories, or on Instagram, same thing. Or you can find us on our website, which is www all one word, 12sidestories.com, all written out. Uh, if you want to help the show, you can give us a shout out. You can give us a review on your favorite platform, or you can join us on Coffee or Patreon as a member or give us a donation to help out with the uh, with making all this awesome content and get more content yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you very soon next week, in fact. Bye. Bye. Bye.